Hi, and welcome to the first episode of the new podcast. And this podcast is Life and Basketball Show with Warren Southers. And this is the introductory uh, episode. So I'm going to be covering some things just to kind of get things started. Uh, first off, I want to reach out and say thanks for the feedback and response to the podcast trailer. It was really good to hear from some of y'all and, and uh, very encouraging to hear that you're interested in this. Um, and yes, yes, Hunter Colley, I will be mentioning the super talented and devilishly charming number double zero. Uh, it would be very difficult for me to talk about my coaching career and not mention double zero. Um, so let's get on with the show. Uh, first off, I'm Warren Southers, uh, also known as Coach Southers. And uh, later in my career at Dallas Christian, I was given another name, uh, and the name was Wayso. Uh, I'd like to throw a trivia question out there. Uh, what Charger basketball player came up with the name Wayso? Uh, if any of you think you know, send me a message or a text or something and tell me who you think gave me that name. And uh, I have no reward for you, except for uh, I will give you a shout out in the next episode. But uh, uh, anyway, good luck. I'm sure somebody will figure it out. Um, well, uh, some some more info on me. I am from Dallas. I've, I was born here, lived most of my life here. Uh, with the exception of just a few years, uh, I did go to South Plains College in Leveland. And then I went to Texas Tech in Lubbock. Uh, my second coaching position, teaching coaching position, was in Whiteface, which is west of Leveland and Lubbock. And then I also, when I became a claims adjuster, I worked in uh, Colorado and uh, North Carolina and Florida. Um, and then also worked in the oil fields uh, out in Midland, Odessa. So uh, just a little bit of time outside of Dallas, but for the most part, I've spent most of my life there. Um, uh, when it comes to my family, uh, I've been married to uh, Misty for almost 30 years. We have three adult children. Uh, Weston, he's my oldest. Uh, Weston went to DBU and he is now married and he's working in Dallas and living in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. Uh, middle child is Addison. Uh, Addison is a senior at Oklahoma State University. Uh, and she will be graduating in May, so we're real excited about that. She will actually be going on and uh, doing some uh, grad work and doing that through Baylor Scott and & White and uh, Texas A&M. And then my youngest is Jackson, and he's a freshman at Dallas Baptist University. I feel really blessed Um to uh, have Misty and the kids in my life. They, um, God definitely has uh, given me a super family. Uh, you'll probably hear a little bit more about Addison because I coached Addison at Dallas Christian, and uh, she was part of those two state championship teams that we were able to accomplish there. Um, my uh, The rest of my family, I grew up in a family of four, now, my parents are Dub and Nancy, and they've been married for over 60 years, and uh, feel, feel very fortunate to be raised by, by them. 
Uh, I have a sister, Renee. She's married and has three kids, three grown kids, and she has five grandkids and two on the way. And uh, we still see each other quite a bit. Um, and they live nearby here in the Dallas area also. All right, so let's uh, let's talk about uh, my decision to make this podcast. Uh, first off, uh, it, it's I started listening to some podcasts this past year. You know, I'm working and uh, teaching and coaching out in Van, and it's almost an hour drive there and an hour back. And so, I've been uh, I've begun to listen to podcasts, and um, it was just such an interesting way to communicate. And so I decided that that was something that I I wanted to try. I wanted to uh, see if I could generate some conversation conversation about uh, different topics in my life. And the number one topic, the number one topic that comes up is my my faith in Christ, and the number two is my career, my coaching career. So I thought I would wrap those two together and try to make a podcast out of that. Um, so I'll be sharing my story and, uh, my story is nothing without, uh, the story of Jesus Christ. And so I want to present that he is my Lord and savior. Um, man, and and to define that, it's just like what it sounds. Uh, I was lost. I was in a hopeless situation and through him, I now have, uh, life, hope and salvation and, uh, so I, uh, and, and I believe, I believe what the Bible says about Jesus. I, I believe that it is the uh, true word of God. Uh, I recognize that Jesus is the Messiah, the Jewish Messiah. I believe he died on the cross for my sins. And without that sacrifice, I am uh, trapped in my sin. I, I do not have um, access to God. Uh, or um, or a, a relationship with him. And uh, through that sacrifice that Jesus paid, I was able to uh, reconcile that relationship with God and then have eternal life. I also believe in his resurrection. Uh, in Romans 10, 9 and 10, it says, if you confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. For with your heart, a person believes, resulting in righteousness, and with his mouth, confesses, resulting in salvation. Man, that that is um, that that really puts it right to the point. Um, I do have a personal relationship with God. I talk and pray to Him, and uh, I read about His about Him, His story, His love, and about His plan for me. Um, now, why? Why do I um, want to have him as my Lord and Savior? Well, a couple of reasons. One is, is um, he, I believe he is the creator of the universe. He is the and only God of this world and of this universe. And I want to be on that team. I want to be a part of that. I want to serve him. Uh, I also believe, as I mentioned earlier, that he died on the cross for my sins and um, saved me from uh, a, an unabundant, non-eternal life uh, with him. And so I also want to serve him because he loves me. He loves me more than anyone else does. And 
Uh, I think John 3, 16 says it great. It says, for, jo- for God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whosoever believes in him will not perish but have everlasting life. And that is love. Um, and and I think, you know, this podcast is a great example of the fact that uh, as, as a Christian and as a person that wants to serve him, uh, we want, we can use this, this avenue to tell others about him and uh, hopefully help people to see him as the truth and believe in him. Well, let me go into my career just a little bit. Uh, why uh, did I go into teaching and coaching? I really feel as if it was a calling to a ministry. Uh, when I look at schools, I see uh, such a, 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 an open field and a field ready for harvest for Jesus because uh, it's needed. Uh, man, we live in a world today that is increasingly anti-Christian, anti-Jesus, and uh, there's th- these students need hope. And the hope they are looking for is not where they're looking. Uh, I see it every day. I see it in in kids, um, in, in the things they pursue, uh, the, the things they do, and it's just not there. They will not find uh, true love and true hope outside of Jesus Christ. Uh, I chose to coach basketball because uh, I actually grew up in a, uh, um, a family that was very athletic. You know, my, uh, uh, my parents both were very active in playing sports. Um, man, during the winter time, I grew up in a gym and in the summertime, I, I grew up on a softball field, watching my, my parents play fast pitch softball. Um, uh, when I was in high school, I was a two sport athlete. I played basketball and baseball, but I ended up uh, pursuing basketball because that was really the one I truly loved. Um, and so I decided to go that direction in coaching. Why girls? Uh, well, I, I come from a family that has two very strong female athletes. Uh, my mom, uh, I grew up, like I said, I grew up watching her play. She she played basketball and fast pitch softball. She actually played college softball in, 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 in the 50s. And that was very, that's a very unique situation because most female athletes did not have that opportunity. She she grew up in the, the hills of Arkansas. Uh, she went to a little school named Cotter, Arkansas, but she grew up in an area uh, up there by Cotter named Monkey Run. So who gets to go play basketball in college uh, when they grow up in an area called Monkey Run, Arkansas. But my mom was able to do that. She went to Nashville Business Women's College. And the year that she played, her team went on and won a national title. So uh, she is um, uh, she's extremely athletic growing up. Uh, and then my sister is a two-sport All-American. Uh, she was a basketball high school All-American. They won state uh, in 1976. And then she went on and uh, played three years of basketball in college. She played at South Plains College and then also Sam Houston State. And uh, after playing basketball at Sam Houston State, she went on and played college softball at Sam Houston State and was a college All-American in softball, and they won two national titles. And yes, wow, what incredible shoes to fill that I had to as a younger brother. Um, I don't know if I 
about the only route I could have gone is to be a professional athlete. But I, man, that wasn't going to happen unless I was a uh, horse jockey or something. So um, I, I, I grew up seeing how important girls sports were. It was well-respected in my family. Uh, there was worth in, in girls sports. Uh, we always went and watched my sister play. Always went and watched my, my mom play. Uh, and my dad was a sports enthusiast. He played college baseball at university of Houston. And so, uh, that was the, uh, the center of our family time together. I saw purpose in it. I mean, I, 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 my sister went on and, and was able to get uh, free college through her scholar for through her scholarships and playing sports. And so it was definitely something that um, was uh, big in my family. My decision to coach girls basketball really came while I was at Texas Tech and I have to to give some of that uh, some of the credit to uh, uh, Lyndon Weiss. I was in a Texas uh, I was in a uh, coaching basketball class there at Tech. And the, the teachers of the class were the women's basketball coaches. And Lyndon Weiss was an assistant coach under Marsha Sharp there at Texas Tech. And Lyndon is the brother to legendary Dean Weiss, who was a girls basketball coach in Texas. Uh, I think most of his years were spent in Level Land. But um, anyway, Lyndon and I became friends, and he began to talk to me about coaching girls basketball. He, he seemed to think I had the temperament for it, and so he encouraged me along that way. And uh, it was at that time that I chose to go that route. Uh, while at Texas Tech, um, you know, I, I, I was very open to what God wanted me to do. And, and luckily, I was involved in an organization that pulled that out of me. Um, and while at Tech, I was real active at the Wesley Foundation. And uh, Wesley was a great place for spiritual growth. Uh, there was a lot of challenge there. The support and guidance were big, and I made a ton of friends and had some incredible bonding time there. Uh, the leaders, while I was there, uh, Steve Moore was a director and leader, and so was Stan McKinnon. Um, Stan uh, actually will be one of the ministers in my in Misty and, and my wedding, uh, so that was you know very important to to me to have Stan do that. But Steve was a, a tremendous leader and and uh, teacher. Um, I remember something Steve said, and really it was in the first semester I was there back in 1984, and it stuck with me, and it's still, I'm still reminded of it today. Uh, he said, um, God only asks you to give everything you know of yourself to everything you know of him. And the amazing thing about that is, is um, no matter where we are in our walk with Christ, um, that we can uh, pursue him and give everything we have to him and be dependent on him. But that's wherever we are. Um, I believe that Jesus is the only way. And in my pursuit for him, I might not be in the same place other people are. But uh, if I am pursuing him, then I'm, I'm doing that with all I know of me and uh, pursuing all I know of him. Uh, while I was there at Wesley Foundation, it really, uh, and there'll be some things I talk about later in some other podcasts is that um, God really spoke to me about getting into the field of missions and doing some uh, short part-time summer missions. Uh, while I was there in the summer of 84, 85, and 87, 
Uh, I went on trips to the island of Hispanola and went to the country of Haiti and did some work down there near Capetian. And man, that really, uh, really stuck with me and, and uh, motivated me to go on other missions later. And I was real fortunate to do some of that at uh, Dallas Christian and even able to take my own kids and take students. And um, I, I really think God uh, blessed me in that time and and helped me see the importance of missions. Uh, after graduation, uh, when I began to look for a job, I actually um, took kind of a chance and uh, God was calling me to go to Haiti that summer. Uh, but I knew I needed a job, but I knew God would take care of me. So I went ahead and went to Haiti. And uh, when I got back, I began to uh, search for a job. And I had an interview uh, for a, a boys JV basketball position out in Stanford, which is just north of Abilene. And But God had other plans, and it's really uh, neat to see that, that he had a, a, a definite direction for me to go. Uh, and... I was actually down at the Dallas uh, Library genealogy floor, and I was doing uh, family history research. Uh, and if you and, and some of y'all who had me in class, you'll remember that I had you do genealogy reports. Uh, you had to trace your family back uh, four generations to your great grandparents. Well, that's that's what I was working on. I was working on family history there that day. And I went to a payphone because that was back in 87. So it was before we had cell phones. I go to a payphone. I call my mama to tell her what I'd found. And she was, she said uh, she had, that I needed to go home, that I, I would be expecting a phone call from a coach um, to uh, interview, interview me for a job. And um, this coach had contacted Sharon Smith, who was a coach in Duncanville with my sister and uh, she said that this coach had called her and was asking about someone for a, an assistant coaching position. And she gave this coach my name and number. So I do, I go home and, and within the hour, I get a phone call from Donna Caps at, at North Mesquite High School. And Donna is a legendary coach in girls basketball. Um, I could not have asked for a better mentor to have, for a better location to be. And and it is really obvious to see how God directed me in that to that place, to North Mesquite and to Donna Caps. Um, and, and I had no idea just how uh, incredible of an opportunity that was. But it it put my career in motion and some other things, too, that I'll mention later that uh, came out of me uh going to North Mesquite. I coached there for three years. And when I went there, I had no idea just how good uh, this team, this first year's varsity team was going to be. Uh, they were ranked, they, they would end up being ranked number one in the state in girls 5A basketball for much of the, much of the season. They go on and make it to the state finals and then become the runners up that year in 1988. Um, but wow, what an opportunity it was to, uh, coach there under Donna, and I, uh, I'll i definitely be mentioning much more about Donna Caps and the North Mesquite Lady Stallions. Well, that's it for uh, episode one, and I, I want to thank everybody for uh, taking the time to listen. I hope you'll pass this on to others, and I will post this, and, and, and if you have 
any suggestions or, or questions, um, please don't hesitate to contact me and and um, let's talk about it. Uh, so, but I, I sure appreciate uh, y'all coming on board, and I hope that that we can continue with these podcasts and get a lot more people involved. And uh, man, just until next episode, God bless you, and and I love you, and God loves you, and we will see you and talk to you at the next episode.